You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Hey there, welcome back to the Spark Influence Podcast. We're excited today. We're going to talk about inheritance and leaving a legacy. Yes, I'm excited to get into this. You know, biblical inheritance is an Old Testament concept where there was a a gift of honor and support that was given by the patriarch of the family, specifically to his sons, but sometimes to his daughters. And this inheritance was meant for the provision and the status of the family. Most of the occurrences of inheritance in the first half of the Old Testament in particular refer to God bestowing the promised land on the Israelites and also the Heavenly Father providing for his sons and daughters. Since the land was given by God to individual families, the people were not allowed to dispose of their land permanently. If they wanted to sell it, it was returned during the year of Jubilee. We learn this in Leviticus 25, 23 to 38. And also in Deuteronomy 21, the Bible lays out specific guidelines for inheriting family property. Typically, the eldest son was given a double portion. If there were no sons, daughters were then allowed to inherit the land. But if there wasn't a direct heir, there was a favored servant or a more distant kinsman that could inherit the land. One of the things Things that I found that was really interesting as I was researching this this topic was at no time could the land pass from one tribe to another tribe. The point of keeping the land within the family was to ensure the extended family had a means of support and survival. This inheritance was assumed that for that reason. You know, in in Proverbs 13, 22, it says a good man leaves an inheritance to not only his children, but his children's children. But the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Now, before we get into talking about legacy, let's talk about what the New Testament talks about inheritance. The New Testament doesn't refer to this physical possession of land, but more of a spiritual inheritance. And we are encouraged to store up treasures in heaven. So I know I just dumped a lot on you there, but would love to hear your thoughts on the importance of inheritance. Well, it's, that, was, that was a lot. That was good, though. I don't know. The, you know. Society's changed in the way they look at and think about inheritance. It's always about what, how much money do you send downstream, you know, and, uh, and what does that look like? Wealth and, and transition. But I, inheritance to me really is more, you, it's, it's like legacy, right? Like what, what, what are your children going to inherit from you? And especially from a biblical standpoint, like from their worldview or how they are about relationships, like the whole life lesson, the whole life book is inherited. Now the Bible talks specifically about things that are inherited that we, we don't 
think we can pass down like, you know, sin or some other activities that, that, you know, that we would not necessarily want to pass down, but that really is more of a behavioral activity that's in, that's, you know, learned and inherited. But I love the concept of having the thought and, and having the planning that you were going to pass down and in, and inherit to your children these amazing gifts and blessings that God has given you and that you think about it for more than a generation, like your great-grandchildren would know what was done and how what has come to them through you. That's just amazing to me. Yeah, that's something that we have, as a family, you know, we've sat around the dinner table talking about stories of generations gone by. And I I agree with you completely. I think that this really leaving an inheritance is leaving a legacy. And that includes imparting good character to your children and also sharing those life lessons. I think it's really important for us to tell our kids what God has done for us in our lives. We are a forgetful people. And I think that's why God talks about creating these remembrance stones. And every time we tell our testimony, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So not only are we imparting that on our kids, but it's also helping us to overcome everything that we're facing in life. Absolutely. I actually like that part about the memory stones. I know that's, that's, a, that's a neat thing for you. But I, I think it's important because it calls out we are forgetful people and we, we do stop remembering. And I can just look in my lifetime, the traditions and things that people did and what were things that uh, were, were always cherished, especially around annual type events like holidays or birthdays. And there's things that were talked about and remembered. Now kind of they're not, that's not so much, right? There's not, there's not that inheritance like so Independence Day is a great one, right? Like the way it's celebrated is a very different thing, right? But so we are, people are inheriting a watered down or distilled version that is not nearly as robust as it was originally. The same goes for family traditions, right? Whether it's praying as a family and, and those kind of things have kind of gone away. That That's all an inheritance that you want to give, not necessarily in the broader sense that people think about inheritance, which is, traits and virtues and blessings that can be that can be handed down but it it all kind of plays to the same to the same lens yeah i think culturally a lot of that has been watered down but i think there are people who are making a resurgence with these things people like us who want to live intentionally to raise our family and to educate our children and to pass down a legacy so let's talk a little bit more about what is a legacy? I think everybody is familiar with this this concept, but it's something of value that is passed down or it's received from someone who came before us. Legacies are created through many purposeful actions over a long period of time, often years or even decades. Loving people around us with our time, our talents, and our resources, and living with integrity as a trustworthy person person and stewarding the gifts that we have given are all ways that we can then pass down wisdom and the things that we've learned to our future generations. And all of these things are a part of legacy. Yeah. Legacy is a neat thing for me. I, I, cause I see, I have legacy from my dad and from my, my grandparents and I feel that that's the really legacy is 
It's the positive remembrance of well done things, right? So you don't ever hear someone, I mean, you can have a negative legacy. That's a thing, right? There, right. there are plenty of people who, but, but to me, when you really want to bring legacy to mind, it's, it's what did, what did your father, grandfather, ancestors do and build, you know, that is so impactful and was so well beneficial to man or just good that it's remembered constantly. Like Danny Thomas is a good one. He's an actor, right? But he started the, the hospital and I just left me as I looked at you, but he was a very famous actor and was, that was a, that would have been a legacy for him as being a famous actor. But, but when he started his, his hospital and his charity, that's a thing that that's beyond, it goes many, many years beyond him and is well, well remembered. And, and that to me is a far more impactful legacy, right? Instead of just having one that's a little more worldly, this is like a very impactful thing across childhood and and families and many, many generations, right? Yeah, St. Jude's Hospital yeah, yeah, has helped, you know, countless families. And with such a devastating, you know, diagnosis of cancer for children, you know, that's what they specialize in. And so, yeah, he created something that has lived well beyond his lifetime and has created something amazing in in building a legacy. So, yeah, that and that that's a pretty maybe, a, you know, a, a pretty extreme example, right? But you can have legacy in your family of, a le- you know, a, of a a parent or grandparent who was generous or who was, you know, the sort of the 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 one the one person in the family who brought or maybe changed direction for the family. So, like, there's oftentimes you hear about that was the first one to go to college or something, and it changed the direction of them. And then he provided for the family, started a company, everyone came to work for him. And his legacy is that he created he created well-being, wealth, and, and, and security for his offspring and his family. And that's a tremendous legacy, right? Others may be, you know, there's people who do very simple things, like just want to feed homeless people and it ends up growing to be like a shelter that becomes a really powerful thing and then their children run it and take over it it kind of keeps going their legacy is to help the lost or help the help the unfortunate right and to me legacy is that it's the positive it's the positive outcomes or of of an ancestor right that yeah But I also, I think that it's not just our ancestors, but I think when we get to this stage of our life, you know, we start thinking about what we're going to pass on to our children and to our children's children. And it could be uh, one, one removed or it could be us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I recently hosted the Spark Bold Business event with my friend Kelly Buckner. And one of the things that we talked about there was how we can create a legacy. It's the actual work that we're doing right now that is creating a a, a legacy. And some of the things I talked about are writing a book is creating a legacy. You could, you know, document your family stories and traditions so that they could be passed down. You could write on other subject matters. You know, our podcast is, we are leaving a legacy, hopefully that, you know, this will continue to live beyond both you and I and that future generations that want to live with intention in their business and their family, that they'll, they'll, they'll give this a listen. And I just think it's really cool that legacy begins it begins while we're still alive and it's the things that we're doing and creating while we're here. 
That's like, I like I like the way you put that. Like it's what we're doing now. Like we're creating to create a legacy. I don't know that a lot of people think about it like that anymore. I'd be interested to see how many people concern themselves with living beyond their current life, right? From a legacy standpoint, that is living beyond your now. Right. So what am I doing for the future? And what am I doing for my children, my grandchildren? I want my grandchildren to know. Are they going to listen to this podcast? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know what that's going to look like in the future. So how they would consume it. But are they going to know and hear the messages we preached and the things we talked about? I would hope so, right? And that's what that legacy is. But thinking about it, not just being in the here and now and what's going to happen when I'm when I go, it ends, yes. But what will be carried forth? That, yeah. That's the important part. Yeah, what lives on beyond our lives. You know, I would be interested too. So if you are listening to this podcast episode, we would love to hear from you. Is legacy something that you think about? Do you think about leaving a legacy? Do you think about the work and and the experiences that you were creating and how they can live beyond you to impact future generations? Yeah, absolutely. I'm keen to understand how people feel about that. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned about your family legacy and, you know, growing up in an Italian family, very strong family. We've talked about it before. Lots of extended relatives. One of the really neat things that I enjoyed coming into the family was our our table time. We've talked about that on, on previous episodes, but just always those family stories that were passed down. Even that to me is legacy. It's the rich tapestry of the crazy aunts and uncles and stories that just make up life. And your mom was a great storyteller and she was really great at keeping those stories alive for the family. And I think that's something that we do not quite as well. We have some stories that we share often, but but, you know, there was just this something about, you know, sitting around the family table with those extended family stories. Yeah, that oral history was really a neat thing, right? It's, no one's going to write that down. I mean, it's not a very few families are going to have like a family journal of all their history. There's some people who've done that. I think it turned them into books and it's pretty interesting. But it may not be interesting to anybody else. But that oral history part is really about, that. that's like legacy. That's a, That's maintaining or... Or, or trying to preserve the legacy of your family, maybe in, in all in, in an all encompassing manner, like your family tree, all the people that are that you've, you know, like you said, all the extended relatives and the crazy branches that everybody has at some level. Because <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> we all have them. Yeah. <laughs> like they say, you can pick your spouse, but you can't pick your relatives. So um, those are those are there, and and those that's a neat thing, and I think that does seem to have died out a lot. A lot of people don't have all these family stories and family histories which go to building a legacy because you could find out and realize you have people in your family that had done amazing things and and you had no idea right there. A good example is how many people know about their grandparents and being World War II vets and what happened and how they, how, you know, that that so-called greatest greatest generation, right? You'd hear those stories and understand like that. It would be a shame to lose that, right? That'd be terrible to not understand how they saved the world, right? Yeah, I have some pretty detailed lineage history that's been passed down 
to me from people that have done all of the ancestor research, you know, and so it was really fun for me to find out, you know, even further back, like people who I'm related to that came over on the Mayflower and people that were part of founding government and ge- great generals that were in our our family history. Yeah, I think that is really neat. And 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 I don't know, you know, some people are really into genealogy and do a really great job of 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 passing that information down and others not so much. Yeah, I you know, I don't I don't want to kind of go off track about it, but if you talk about your ancestors and your genealogy, it, it it's not just having that knowledge and that's neat to understand and see who was where and like, you know, not a lot of people, there's a very few many people that can say they're related to the people that came over the Mayflower. There's only a hundred people in that boat. So, you know, what are you going to do? Not a lot of, not a lot of people descended from that. But what I think it does is it, it shows you that you can do powerful things. Like your family is behind you and you can do important, powerful things when you realize well, they did that and they, they was way worse for them back then. And they accomplished all these amazing things. Like it's a, it's an empowering thing. And it, it, it's, it shores you up, I think, to realize my family has done some neat things. There's powerful things, right? Or it can be conversely, right? It can be some, some terrible things. And not everybody has kind of a mix of both, I imagine, in their, in their history. But you could use it in a very positive way and understand and see that, you know, I think people today need that, like, oh, wow, my family did some some great, amazing things. Well, I can do this. I can do great, amazing things as well. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm really glad that you brought that point up because I think that's that's really neat. And I think we can learn from previous generations' mistakes and we can change them and, you know, and create a better legacy for our future. Or we can hold on to that rich legacy that's been passed down to us and even improve upon it for the future, which so I'm glad this is a good segue because I would like to hear your heart on what is it that you hope that our legacy will be for for our children, for our grandchildren and, and, and future generations? What what are the things that are most important to you that, you know, if our lives were cut short, what would the what would be the things that you would want them to say, my mom did this, my dad did this, they really believed this? Well, no prep either. You didn't tell me that was coming. You know, it's, it probably requires more contemplation, but I'll just go with the first pass in my head of what pops up. I would want them to remember the love I had for them and the generosity I had for others in the world and the care and empathy would be my main, you know, obviously there's more to that, but if they're going to talk about me around a campfire, then those things would be important. Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure that they will. You know, for me, my answer is easy. It's going to be that my kids know and love Jesus and that they are living a life that is pleasing to the Lord and that they would teach their children and teach their children and teach their children. You know, there's nothing more important to me than to see my kids walking with the Lord. And it's why I've been so passionate about 
about sharing my testimony and and overcoming and all that I've been through, the good, the bad, the ugly, but also just what Jesus has done in my life and and for us to spend time in the word together and and to pass down that love of the word of God to them because it is the thing that will carry them through no matter how crazy the world gets. Yeah, I, I could have said that one for you. <laughs> um, I knew that's what you're going to say, which is a great thing, right? Which is a, a a bold legacy to have, and so I'm glad you I'm glad you said it that way. But I think it takes both because it it it's a love for Jesus. But the Bible sums up, you know, the greatest command is to love God and then to love others. And I think that is that's what you really want your kids to see is your your love and your generosity for others. Which if they you know they can't help but know that if they've been around you for a while. So, so what are some other ideas of, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, creating a hospital, people have started libraries and foundations and written books and started podcasts. Let's, let's conclude this episode by giving our audience some ideas of things that they can begin thinking about and doing right now, because it, it's, it's in the moments of our life right now, the things that we are doing that are creating our legacy. So what do you think are some things that if people really want to get intentional about leaving a legacy to future generations, what are some things that they can do? So I don't know that I'm going to I'm going to suggest things to do, but I'm going to say this. I think, like so many things in life, if you don't plan to leave a legacy, you're going to leave one regardless. But what what do you how how about planning what you want your legacy to be? You should really sit down and think about what are my grandchildren going to say about me? What are my my you know my in laws and my my grandchildren and my daughter in law or my son in law and all the people that are going to be downstream remembering you, plan out what you think your legacy should be. Like it's the same as any other activity, right? If you don't plan for it, it's probably not going to happen. But we don't have a choice but to live. We're going to live and then we're going to die. And then whatever happened with us, to us, and around us in our life will become our legacy. And that can be a very mundane activity. And you could be washed away, you know, like you could just be not remembered. And it's just going to be a thing. You're a relative no one really knew about and you didn't, you didn't have an impact in some way. Or, and then there's the people who legacies are formed for them because they're such a force, right? That one person at the church who has been volunteering for 30 years and is always there and is, is the greeter and goes to help people and just does a hundred things. They're always remembered and they built this tremendous legacy. So you, you need to think about a legacy, like a, not like a business plan, but like you're going to plan it out. Like these are the things I want to leave my family and my children not monetary, not, it's not, it's not that, that vein. It is what is the legacy I'm going to leave. And you should really look at yourself and examine it and then plan it out because then you can, I mean, you, you don't measure it. You know, if you don't plan it, it's not going to be met. You can't measure it. So do it and execute against it. I think those are important things. I think I don't, it's a plethora of activities you can do, but, and things you want to leave as a legacy. But I think that would be super beneficial because I don't think people think about it. It's kind of like, Funeral planning, like they don't want to think about. It. They're like, I'm not going to. I don't, <laughs> right. don't want to go plan this. I'm not going to go buy my pick out my casket now. You know, it's kind of like that. It takes a little bit of a harder look, and it's a really a more mature thing. You know, you would have to be 
you know, I don't know a lot of 30 year olds are going to think about legacies, but you know, you hit your fifties and it's like, you know what I need, I need to think about what am I really doing here? You should think about it younger because you're spending those, those interim years building it, but that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, that you, that you took that approach with it and because there are lots of different activities that we could, we could tick off here, but I think you're right. I think the importance is, is to really think about what a legacy is. How can I leave a legacy? And what are the things that I'm doing today that will last longer than my lifetime? And what do I want to be made known for? You know, what are the activities, the work that I do, the free time that I spend, the, the where I volunteer or all of the, the sum of the things that make us who we are and really look at that with a lens of intention because you're right, we're, we're either building a positive legacy or we're, we're leaving a not so positive legacy by the things that we do today. Well, this has been a great conversation. We started off in the Old Testament talking about biblical inheritance, and we moved on to the New Testament where we talked about a spiritual inheritance and storing up treasure, not on earth, but in heaven, and concluded the episode with legacy. So we'd love to hear from you. Are you thinking about legacy? What are you doing to leave a legacy? send us an email or hit us up on social media and let us know your thoughts.